Hello, and welcome to the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I'm your host, David Hall, and the creator of QuietAndStrong.com. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we'll air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. And now that we're well into 2021, social gatherings and in-person interactions are becoming more frequent again. You know, I started the podcast at the beginning of 2021, and there really hasn't been large social gatherings, and so that hasn't been a topic yet. But now it's time. And I'm not here to say what's right and wrong and what guidelines need to be followed, but just know that gatherings are coming our way. Some of these types of events as an introvert, you honestly may not have missed. I know that's the case for me. And it's funny, I've started back in the office, but my meetings have all still been virtual. I am looking forward to some in-person meetings again in the near future. We'll see how that goes. Some of the in-person type gatherings I've missed greatly, and I'm looking forward to them starting up again. For example, I recently got together with my mom and my brothers and sisters. We all had a great time. It's been far too long since I've seen these members of the family. You know, over the past little while, we've had the occasional Zoom call here and there and plenty of group texts, but we've not seen each other in person. Probably some since around March 2020. So at this gathering, we had some great times. Our kids hung out together. We played games, other things, and it was so fun. With this particular group, the interactions were fun and not draining at all. But I can't say that for all family gatherings, as I'm sure you would agree. Some family gatherings can feel more like a networking event, where maybe you don't know everyone well, or honestly, maybe you don't even like everybody. So what do you do in the case where family gatherings can feel more like a networking event? So as I'm reflecting on past family gatherings, you know, with some people, I have a lot to talk about and catch up on and enjoy the conversation. However, with others, it can be a little more difficult to come up with conversation topics. As an introvert, I generally prefer deeper conversations to small talk. But do realize that some small talk is part of life. And if you want to get better at starting and carrying on conversations, the good news is you can. Part of that, of course, as we talk about, is getting to know yourself as an introvert and coming up with some strategies that work for you. So here's a few strategies and thoughts when it comes to small talk and conversation at large gatherings. These can apply to family gatherings, other gatherings, networking events. And again, these are all starting up again. So take an interest in the other person you're talking with. I know that as an introvert, sometimes I felt awkward in conversation and just simply answered the questions asked of me. I've learned to turn this around and make the conversation about all involved. This may simply be answering the question asked but then asking the same question of the other person. If they say, how's work going? I answer, but in return, ask the same question of them. 
I'm also trying to make a better effort in remembering details about people, such as where they live, what they like to do, how many kids they have, etc. Also, remember, a little silence is okay. Relax and enjoy the conversation. As an introvert, you may need to think before speaking, and the same goes for your fellow introverts. Also, remember, if there's silence, it means everyone is quiet, not just you. Don't pressure yourself to fill every moment with conversation. Relax. Remember to take a break when you need to. Non-stop conversation can be draining for most introverts. I think this will vary by introvert, as well as a particular conversation and who the conversation is with. You need to know your limits and have an escape plan when needed. This could be just a trip to the restroom or a walk outside or a quick drive. In my recent family gathering, I didn't feel drained by this particular group and I didn't feel the need for escape or recharge. However, I did see a couple people sneak out for a break and that's normal and what they should do when it's needed. And you know, it's important to be aware of the needs of other introverts. While I've come to better understand my own strengths, I need to remember what it can be like to struggle as an introvert trying to have conversations or network. As I've had some conversations with some introverted relatives, for example, I try to remember the above concepts for them as well. Take an interest in them. Don't worry about the silence. Honor any needs for breaks and solitude that they might have. So what about the family gatherings with long-lost relatives that may as well be strangers or almost strangers? What if it feels like a networking event where you should be working the room, so to speak? You know, I usually avoid these type of things because I don't enjoy working the room in most cases in the traditional sense. I want to have some deeper conversations. So as we're talking about networking whether that be networking at like a family gathering or a conference or a networking event or some other type of event i'm going to recommend a couple books today on networking for introverts the first is networking for people who hate networking a field guide for introverts the overwhelmed and underconnected by devora zack of course, introverts can and will need to network sometimes, but it needs to be done in an introverted way. Reading a book on networking by an extrovert will probably leave an introvert feeling overwhelmed. So here's a quote from Devorah Zak. Successful networking requires that you be true to yourself. You are the foundation from which to build. Attempting to transform yourself into another type of person is a dangerous business that will leave you dazed, confused, and plain old wiped out. I cannot condone such reckless behavior, end quote. I love it. In part of her book, Zach refers to some old rules, or rather, rules for extroverts, and rewrites them. So she calls them sparkling new rule number one. Pause. If you do not have a gift for chatter, Focus on what you do have, a predisposition to watch and gather data. Sparkling rule number two, process. Tap into your high level of focus. Combine deep listening 
with well-formed questions, and you need never again to be at a loss for conversation. Sparkling new rule number three, pace. To maintain your enviable self-reliance requires regular escapes to refuel. Yes, like I was talking about earlier. The other book I recommend is Matthew Pollard's The Introverts, The Introverts Guide to Networking, Work the Room, Leverage Social Media, Develop Powerful Connections. Pollard says, for introverts, effective networking doesn't look like traditional networking at all. In fact, what I've learned, experienced, and taught is that introverts have a natural edge when it comes to the way networking should really be done. Not playing a numbers game and talking to as many people as possible, but by being strategic, being prepared, practicing, and knowing how to cultivate deeper relationships with just a few of exactly the right people in the room. In other words, by playing a totally different game. End quote. Yes, being strategic. Use your amazing introvert brain to make a plan. Be prepared. Preparation is what we need to have as introverts. And with a little preparation, we can really excel. Practice the ideas and stories you want to convey. And it is about deeper relationships with a few and not many shallow conversations instead. If you want or need to do some networking, honor your temperament as an introvert and who you are. It will go far better than if you try to be something you're not. My goal now is to network on my own introverted terms. I was thinking about a conference I attended. At the registration desk, I was given a table number. I had an assigned table for all the plenary sessions of the conference. So this wasn't networking on my terms. I was now being forced to sit with a table of strangers. And it's not always bad, but to make matters worse, the room was extremely noisy. I have a difficult time making small talk, and the challenge is amplified when I can't hear the person I'm talking to. So well-meaning people think it's a good idea to force networking. They say, get to know some people you don't, or don't just sit with those you already know. What they don't understand is that as introverts, sometimes it's very effective for me to build deeper relationships with those I know already. Without the assigned seat on this particular conference, I probably would have chosen a seat by someone that I knew and would like to get to know better. The freedom to choose where I sit and who I sit with is so much more desired and effective for me. For me, not much will come with some small talk and an exchange of business cards with random people seated near me. Not to mention, I really don't enjoy small talk. At this conference, I did do some networking on my own terms. During the breaks, I was able to catch up with some people I knew and had some good conversations. I also took a walk on the beautiful grounds by myself to have a quick break. Quick break from all the noise and small talk. I do like to meet new people. I just know myself and what works and what doesn't. I have a great network of people that's been built up over time. I wonder sometimes if I could speed things up in building relationships, but generally as an introvert, it seems to take time for me. Being patient with myself and networking my way is what works for me. What works for you? At a different event, 
I arrived just a few minutes before the opening presentation. One of the organizers was walking around, you know, she was working the room. She was saying hello, introducing herself, and probably talking to each person for about a minute. She came and spoke to me. We had met a couple times before, and she remembered me. We talked for a minute or two, and then she asked if I knew everyone in the room. I responded that I knew some, and some I did not. Then she said I should go and talk to those that I did not know. She said this in a nice way, but it felt like she was saying, You're doing it wrong, or... Be like me. Interactions like this in the past that made me feel like I was less than or not good enough. The reality is, I've learned what works for me and what does not in networking as an introvert. So here's another quote from Dvorak's book. Knowing yourself is the key to getting what you want out of life. I know that small talk with a hundred different people would leave me drained. I don't enjoy it most of the time. And although I've gotten better, I'm still not that good at it. I did do some small talk, but I was selective about it. I've learned to relax at these events. It's okay if I'm alone for a bit. If I'm talking with a person or group of people, a little silence here and there is just fine. I'm friendly, I smile, and I pay attention to what's going on around me. At this event, I did meet a few new people and connected with some people I already knew. And I had some great conversations, so mission accomplished. I didn't meet and make small talk with everyone at the event, but that wasn't my goal. I know myself and where my strengths are. Being myself, I had a great time, and it felt like the event was a success. If I had worked the room as was suggested by the extrovert trying to help me, I probably would have ended up drained and wiped out and not have accomplished my goal. And another conference I attended, I was looking forward to the speakers and presentations and perhaps seeing some old friends. I hung out a little with an extroverted friend of mine, and I realized some important differences. She was there to connect with many people, both old friends and new. I had no desire to meet everyone, but rather wanted to have a few quality conversations instead of a lot of small talk. Which is right. Neither is right or wrong but rather we each have different goals and desires. As an introvert, I'm not going to bounce from person to person, and I shouldn't feel any guilt about this. She is going to want to talk to as many people as she can, and that's great for her. Extroverts get energized by interacting with people. As an introvert, I get charged by ideas and concepts that are interesting and exciting to me. I like talking to people, and I'm not necessarily drained by people. What drains me is too much small talk. I get drained when the subjects are not interesting to me, and I have to strain to come up with something to say. I also get drained when the environment's too noisy, and it's hard to hear the other person. I don't mind noisy environments and loud music, just as long as I'm not trying to talk or have a conversation at the same time. You know, and I have spent a lot of my life comparing myself to extroverts and feeling like I didn't measure up. Comparing myself to an extroverted friend, I finally realized, why would I want to act like her, or in this case, network like her, when I don't have the same needs or desires for social interaction? So what are your goals for the particular networking event? And that's the key. What are your goals? If you're an introvert, 
your networking goals will likely be different than your extroverted colleague. And that is okay. I do want to say that although you may go about things in a different way, you may still need to make improvements in yourself in order to reach your goals. You can't change your introversion, but you can change learned habits, thoughts, and fears that are holding you back in these type of social situations. You can learn to use your natural gifts and strengths. I generally enjoy conferences and looking forward to attending some again in the future after a little break. I love to learn, but as an introvert, I don't always feel the format of the conference suits me well. Lisa Petrilli wrote a great article, How to Design a Conference Introverts Will Love. She gives seven tips, but I'm just going to focus on one. She says that smaller tables work best for introverts with groups of two to four, rather than the usual tables of eight to ten. She says, small groups make it easier for introverts to stay in their comfort zone of ideas. It's easier to share ideas at a small table with four other people than the typical table you might find in a hotel ballroom. This is designed for a wedding dinner with 10 people per table. In that type of setting, conversations are not easily facilitated with the whole table and thus tend to break down, limiting the value. As introverts, we like to know the others we're sharing ideas with. This is very difficult to do with a large table in a loud room. Small tables with less people and less shouting less shouting distance sounds very appealing to me. This may be the case anyway as we move into the future. So how do we put this concept and many other introvert-friendly concepts into action? Let's get more involved in creating and planning conferences. Let's give feedback before and after the conference, letting the organizer know what works well and what doesn't. Let's not just accept the status quo, but put our needs and desires out there. Because remember, about half the population are introverts. When conferences don't cater to the needs of introverts, introverts are less likely to participate with groups or contribute their well-thought-out ideas and insights. Let's make conferences better for everyone by making sure they're designed to meet the needs of attendees. Sometime in the future, I'm going to put together a conference just for introverts. My introvert conference will encompass more deep conversations and less shallow types of activities. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to further connecting with you. Reach out at david at quietandstrong.com or check out the website quietandstrong.com. I'll add social media channels to the show notes. Please comment on social media posts related to this podcast. Send me topics or guests you'd like to see on the show. There's so many great things about being an introvert and so we need those to be understood. Get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.